0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Glad to have you with us. I'm Cassidy, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host Divs. Hey guys. We hope you've been enjoying the holiday season. Um, I know we have. We've been looking back on a lot of our stuff and rewatching things, asking about things that we've read, played, seen, (laughs) which we often do. So we thought Mm -hmm. that for this week's episode, because it is the last episode of 2022, we would do a year-in-review type episode and just. Mm -hmm go over because we we covered a lot of content not all of it new new but a lot of it also i think recent releases and things like that so um yeah we thought we'd just take some time and kind of just go back and look at what we talked about what we did what we liked what we didn't like yeah uh so because we are going kind of far back in our catalog mm-hmm. um, just our usual spoiler warning slash disclaimer if you haven't seen anything or listened to any of our episodes uh, or seen anything or read anything that we've covered uh, we probably will be talking about spoilers and yes. um for a number of different things like games books tv movies so All just keep things. that in mind. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think we can specifically list right now <laughs> which things we're going <laughs> to cover because I feel like there's too many. We covered but, a lot um, of things, guys. We like, did, yeah. Yeah, we okay. covered like in a weird like range too. Like I don't think we had like one specific like genre no, or anything don't. that we were looking at. I think just kind of everything. Yeah, it's just <laughs> So everything. yeah, just, just the usual spoiler warning for anybody who – Um, needs it and doesn't want to be spoiled Um, we'll probably get into everything and unfortunately spoil quite a lot so (laughs) listener discretion is advised
1: absolutely so there's so many things that we covered like you said Cass we've covered games we've covered movies and TVs Um, so um, what are we so so let's talk about uh, our favorite the favorite movie that we covered um, this year
0: which was yours? I'm gonna cheat and say two because I can't decide. Yeah. One obviously was Wakanda Forever <laughs> because I loved that movie. Oh, it god. was oh god, an experience watching it. It was very yes. emotional, very moving. And then the second one, which is I guess the thing that's cheating, is No Way Home because it technically released in 2021. No, but, but they colored released it in year. Version. Yeah yeah and they did the extended edition in 2022 which I don't know is more fun <laughs> but it's more pain it, the movie would, <laughs> it is a lot more pain but the yes. movie was still I think one of my favorite movies of the year it was a phenomenon of, think, like you, again an experience you had to have
1: <laughs> been there in that moment to watch it to feel that whole oh my god this is happening kind of thing you know yeah
0: and I think what's cool too is like I remember seeing the extended edition which obviously came out I think like September or something of this year and the movie originally released in December 2021 and people who I think missed the first release caught the second release Hmm. and watching them freak out was kind of entertaining too interesting <laughs> i mean maybe it was just my theater i don't know but like the showing i went to i think there were a couple people who maybe hadn't seen the movie when it initially released in december 2021 mm-hmm. so when like the big reveals came out and like toby and andrew puffed up on screen, street there's was... a bunch of people in the theater losing their minds <laughs> that
1: was crazy y'all. like it was yeah. oh my god that was crazy because like really we we weren't expecting that and those two idiots were like so quiet about it like it was crazy <laughs> right and I say idiots in the most affectionate way because they 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 did such an amazing job I would never dream of oh yeah no them.
0: but like they were was... amazing and I think yeah. like not to be mean but I think this is just because I watched their movies after I saw No Way Home to me it felt like they played or like they did a better job of playing their characters in No Way Home than they did in their respective movies but I think part of that is just down to like the writing because I think unfortunately I feel like Andrew's movies were really let down by the script and like he did the best with what he got and I think he would have been amazing if they had given him like a great script I agree with you there but it was just like a weird choice I think when they decided to reboot to stick Mm -hmm. so many different things in his movies and then I mean movies are always limited by runtime yes so it just felt like both of his movies unfortunately bit off more than they could choose just because I guess Sony wanted as many like references or something in the movies and then yeah I don't know (laughs) but no like the being in the theater and watching No Way Home the first time was the experience, and then getting to do it again was, it was so crazy. much fun. It was fun, yeah. yeah. And I still cried like a baby the second time I watched it, even knowing what would happen and like knowing I know going to I'm like, wow, it still really tugs at your heartstrings. You still crying, just Emotional, yes. And I want to talk about about crying at
1: the movies. Wakanda Forever is just like a tearjerker in so many ways. I want to oh talk God. about that, right? Because like first five minutes, you're not even in there five minutes, and you're crying because. You know what happens to Chadwick. And that extended intro of Chadwick just gets to you. You're like, holy shit, they're doing this. They're doing <laughs> this already. And then they hit you yeah. with Ramanda
0: dying. You're like, what the hell? And then it's like No, I know. So I many- know. It's-, it's I think too the really impressive thing was like Wakanda Forever obviously had a lot to like work Double. through both yes. I guess in mm-hmm. terms of like what happened to Chadwick in real life and then with the yeah. story and all of that yes. and I think there was like the sense of how are they going to do this like it, yes. I, it shouldn't feel like they're kind of just playing off his death for the sake of the story because that's disrespectful oh and all of that, that. Is- and like mm-hmm. Like, there was a tiny part of me that was, like, I'm kind of nervous about how this is going to turn out. Yeah. But I think, like, Ryan Coogler just did such an amazing they job. It. With, they the story yeah, and, it like, a, yeah. paying respect to Chadwick as a oh person and then as his character, too. Yes. And, yeah, I mean, I remember watching that movie and there was, like, not a single dry eye in the theater. I, yeah, because man. it was so emotional and so moving. And, it like, it was just... I don't really think the tears stop. It like, hurts. It's just like from the start to end, it's just you're constantly just like yeah. sniffling or crying or just like, or they... and it's just. Yeah, I mean, that was like a movie that a lot of people showed up prepared for. In the sense, like I saw a lot of people with like tissues, <laughs> like not even like actual stand. tissues. And I was like, oh my god, we're we're, we're in trouble. for it.
1: We're in for it, bro. Yeah. Like, holy shit. <laughs> But yeah, you're absolutely right. Those are the two, those were really good movies that we covered this year. And I will, I I don't think anything will top that for us this year. We'll see next
0: year. No, I mean, um, Phase 5 is, you know, Wakanda Forever, I think, included Phase 4. so Phase 5 is. um, We're in for it still. The trailers
1: for Quantumania (laughs) are already killing us. So I'm like.
0: Oh my God, I know. Somebody's going to die. Yeah. I just and and I think the thing that like kind of makes me a little bit nervous about Quantum Mania is I think Peyton Reed said that he didn't want the third movie to feel like a lighter movie cuz I yeah. think that's something that Ant-Man has been known, known for. for being yes, like yes. his movies have been lighter and more comedic have, and I think you, you needed that
1: because the first movie was after uh, was after Age of Ultron his first movie his introductory movie was after age of ultron second movie was after infinity war again and now this but this is this movie is not after this huge event it's not it's like um it's not immediately after end game as a palate cleanser this is something that's like kicking off a phase a phase of the mcu and i'm scared i'm freaking out with yeah. the trailers like i'm i'm worried and yeah,
0: I think Far From Home was like the palette cleanser after Endgame because yeah. it was like a much lighter movie. It was like right after Endgame, yeah, but it was like a Light simple, after like, everything
1: that happened in that movie. Yeah, until the last
0: five minutes. Like not even last five minutes, like the last two minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that post credit scene just kind of turned everything upside down. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Quantum Mania it is shaping up to be like a big deal. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of nervous. I'm here for it. I'm nervous, I- I'm but looking I'm here forward for to it. it. Yeah. 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 yeah i'm looking forward to it but i'm also just like oh who's gonna die yeah, <laughs> like same. who needs to die in the sense like none of the characters no, no, need to die need but like die. who is
1: who can die? To,
0: like that, who yeah that's a better way to phrase that, it that
1: I know, <laughs> I know what you mean though i, I don't want it
0: just. to be like I scott is just so lovable i don't want it to be him scott but also, i don't wholesome. know if it can be him he's ned level wholesome okay it's just like yeah I, I, that I, would be a team up i would love to see i feel oh, like they like banter or like the way they would like riff off of each other would be hilarious or like ned and louise like if you put them all in a room oh, i think it'd no. be like
1: you just wouldn't stop laughing it. it would be great yeah all right so now that we talked about our favorite movies for the year guys take notes mcu favorites okay like we're not trying to be we are not trying highest. to, but uh, a little bit. But we did cover no, some <laughs> DC movies, right? Which was your which was the worst movie that we covered this year?
0: I think we both know the answer. I think our answer I mean, is for the me, same. It's yeah, it's no contest for me. Black Adam. No, <laughs> I'm Black sorry. Adam. I just no, maybe it's did. because I don't know a lot about like the comic book character and like.
1: No, I mean I just don't know a lot it about the but.
0: Yeah, I just felt like they kind of wasted their cast and like they had a great cast like They did. DC say what you will about the quality of their movies but their casting has ca- always been great. It, exactly. Maybe with the exception of Ezra Miller.
1: Yeah, forget Ezra oh, Miller. I don't care about Ezra Miller. Sorry. But Henry Cavill, Gal Gadot, Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. Jason Momoa. Like, yeah. hey, great stuff. Also, uh, I Glenn think Johnson again, not bad. He could but give him a good mm-hmm. script and he'll, he'll give you will give you a good movie but
0: like yeah there's... i mean if nothing else i feel like it could have been like a mid-level movie um but i feel like the me, board has it been just... for me now considering <laughs> what twitter
1: has done with that but
0: okay yeah. yeah i mean the thing is i think a lot of it is subjective like nobody's gonna have the same opinion on everything especially not this because i think like comic book movies are always you know they can it's, be it's a hot topic. Yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think they are yeah but for people who enjoyed it, like that's great. I just personally, I watched the movie and I was like, "This is just two hours of my life I can't get back."
1: Um. <laughs> um yeah. Okay. So I kind of agree, but let's. I want to do honorable mentions for favorite movie. Honorable mentions.
0: Um, I would say probably Aquaman and Shazam. Really? Not Love and Thunder. Oh, oh! You're talking about like in, I thought you're talking about like just DC. If we're not nah, if we're not counting nah. DC, um, then yeah, Love and Thunder. I enjoyed. I know a lot of people like that was like another polarizing movie, which I, I thought it. was kind it of so weird because it was it me, again, maybe yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I mean, maybe because I don't understand like this need to have characters constantly suffer, and they're like, oh, well, I saw a lot of people talking about Thor being kind of just turned into like this, um. What do you call it? Just like a comedic release type character. And I'm like, he's going through um, stuff. He's going through stuff. Yeah, he was going through stuff. And also, I can't remember who said this somebody posted this on social media so it's not my original thought, and I can't take credit for it Mm -hmm. but as always I don't remember who because I was just scrolling through the internet and I saw this but somebody made a really good comment or like they wrote a really nice like little mini essay on how one of the themes of phase four was grief and it was different characters working through grief and processing it and responding to it in different ways and I thought that was really interesting because like you can kind of see that with Thor I mean he's lost a lot his mom his dad his his brother. brother People. his home his people um I mean he's still and got his the love to of his instant, but yeah but um it's just like I don't know I thought love and thunder for what it was was it wasn't a bad movie like no. it's not I, I don't know if you could put it on quite the same tier as like no way home or Wakanda no no Forever, it's not like family. that yeah exactly but, I would but say it's like not- it's like a it's a solid movie like it was fun for a bit it was a tearjerker for a bit it was an enjoyable watch. Um, it had all the elements of a fun movie yeah. for me. Um, honorable mentions for worst movie. Oh God. Um, I'm trying to think beyond Black Adam. Okay, I know we didn't cover this, but I'm gonna say this anyway, and I apologize because I know this was also another uh, popular movie but um <laughs> Matt Reeves <and> Batman yes! <laughs> I couldn't, yes I couldn't enjoy it I, I watched it and See, things, here's- things like again
1: not not terrible but a snooze fest I, I I have to say it's too long for me and had unnecessary elements that didn't need to be there it was some bits of it were kind of pointless
0: Yeah. My thing is I feel like I'm a generally easy movie watcher in the sense I don't need like a super deep plot most of the time. If it's Mm -hmm. as long as it's an enjoyable watch, I don't care if the plot is Mm -hmm. like a shallow thing, if it's just like a popcorn flick or whatever. Like I don't I try to go in with like no expectations and just an open mind and all of that. I know. And you I mean. watched the Batman, and I just, I just could not keep up with it because I just wasn't interested enough. Like I would start watching it, and then like I would get distracted with something else, and then I would pause, and then like start watching again, and then pause, and then it got to a point where like I was like, you know what? I think I'm pausing too much. I'm gonna leave it, come back, and try watching it again. And even on the second yeah. time, i just could not mm-hmm. hold my interest. And that's, I think, more a meat That's problem. the problem. No, 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 no.
1: I, I remember watching this movie when it came on streaming. And I was like, I wanted to be interested in it. Because I was like, I like Batman movies. They, you, they're usually fun, right? Like, I've enjoyed Chris Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy. Because that was th- those mm-hmm. were fun. And they snagged Anne Hathaway. So thank you very much for that, Chris <laughs> Nolan. I really appreciate you for that. But anyway. Um, <laughs> personal biases aside right that 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 was fun right they had interesting storylines there like the joker coming in and bane coming in it was it was fun for me but this movie i was like i it, it started off like, and again they had andy Sarkis and alfred yeah come on a waste of talent there come on that man can do he, he's magic okay? he's, it, yeah. like, he's like like he, he's magic when it comes to acting right he can transform and he's done it like you've seen him as smiagol in uh the lord of the rings you've seen it, it; it's insane how well he can do and they just wasted him here it's just like i, I don't know man it, it doesn't make any sense and it's just
0: yeah i mean my thing was and i think we we've talked about this before it part of it was that it just seems like DC was spitting out content for the sake of spitting things out. Mm -hmm. And I can appreciate having standalone movies because I think Marvel and DC are kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum where DC is just like a bunch of standalones with like no concept of a shared universe, which isn't a bad thing necessarily. But then also they're just putting out movies with all these characters that you would, I mean, like I would love to see a Justice League team-up done well, or, like, a Justice Society team-up done well, or... I know,
1: um, but, like, I agree with you, because Marvel now has so much content that if someone has to catch up now to watch it, it is a task. It is. Yeah, I think
0: movies have also they've done this thing where they've tried to put in as much information as possible so if you're just starting you can attempt to watch the movie without seeing you know the previous 30 films but some some of them i don't know that it works like Captain,
1: captain marvel was a movie that you could watch just going in and not worry about what happened before that's one movie i think even wakanda forever if you watch the first black panther you're good yeah. Like, it, it, if you watch the first Black Panther movie, you're good with watching this movie. So I kind of get that. But overall, there's a, it, it's really difficult. Uh, unless you've kept up with it over the years, it's a ton of content to go through, especially now in Phase 4 that they've introduced TV shows as well. Um, so yeah, I agree with you there. But, but I also want to... Because the Justice League team up has been good. I want a good <laughs> Justice League movie because I, because the animated show was so much fun to watch. They had such good characters there. I want something like that for DC too, but they failed to do that. So. yeah
0: they failed in a lot of respects and actually i wanted to talk about that for a minute because i know you and i have had a lot of words yeah. about it but yes since we've done our bc dilemma episode yeah. there's been a whole slew of oh. revelations oh my god yes. allegations Julie, yes. all
1: sorts of things let's um, talk about that
0: and we have like there's a number of things that happen and so yeah. um I don't even know where to start, but I think the big thing is since we did that episode, which was I think in the summer, mm-hmm. um, way back, I want to say in like August.
1: Yeah, it's DC been has a while. announced
0: that. Yeah, DC has announced that James Gunn and Peter Safran are now the co-leads of DC Studios, which yeah. initially I think was well received. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we got the worst news for DC, I think, which is that Henry Cavill will not be playing Superman after all of his work in black adam and all the setup and all of that yeah and on mm -hmm. top of that it seems like wonder woman 3 has stalled um shazam is just kind of in limbo aquaman is in limbo and i think with the next four movies that are coming out that's going to kind of round out the old dc's Slate or whatever and mm. then it's it's i guess they're starting from from scratch again so that part has been really <laughs> interesting to to learn about but then also there's all this there's been all this stuff with uh black adam and all this drama about how it's yeah. doing financially and commercially and yep. it's um critical reception and all of that so it makes for a really interesting conversation about dc's future because i think right now it's it's all over the place
1: it is all over <laughs> So, the what place. did you think of all of that oh my god we've had words about this dude like i oh yeah okay <laughs> so we've talked about this way too much uh and i don't want to say way too much but uh
0: it's like oh god it's a mess. I think it's been way too much in the sense that it's like we, we don't want to keep dunking on these movies no but for a studio that has us... such a great roster yeah I mean they've given us like basically nothing worth writing home about I mean like for me the best movie that they've put out is Wonder Woman far and away and yeah. I know that's not everybody's favorite but I loved that movie and I was hoping that it would be followed by a lot more successful movies and I know, like, Aquaman did well commercially, yep. Shazam did well commercially, um, and those are good movies too, don't get me wrong, but they, mm-hmm. for me personally, didn't quite match Wonder Woman, but, like, they're, they're still great movies and they were a lot of fun, but beyond that, I mean, there's, like, nothing... Like for me anyway I didn't really enjoy any of the other movies but I was still willing to watch any movie that DC put out because I'm like maybe they're playing the long game maybe they're just attempting something and they'll try making a shared universe at some point but then they just kept putting out really bad movies
1: I'm gonna say (laughs) something that is probably going to get me a lot of flack but DC tried to play catch-up and it failed.
0: That's my that's my main we, complaint. We talked about this before. I don't even yes. know if it's so much catch-up or if it was just, they just wanted to emulate Marvel's success without mm. doing the work to get there. And yes. yes, Marvel has enjoyed some financial success and some critical success. But I think Marvel they developed for this it. formula and and yeah they put it to use and they worked for it and it's not like they went from iron man to end game overnight no. it took them a long time to build up it the team like, up to establish all these characters it took and like then ten, make this years. Big event. 10 years 10 years end game was
1: 10 years in the making and also um also i think people forget that the first few marvel movies were not under the Marvel Studios banner, they were distributed by other studios, literally. Mm. So,
0: I yeah. don't and think Marvel, yeah, Marvel also took risks in that, like, they the did. first Iron Man movie, like RDJ was like a, a struggling actor kind of when he started, oh, yeah, he was a risk. And the I think, think, like,
1: the thing now that anyone else could have played Iron Man, just no, dude. I can't, I know imagine it's so that. weird, it's so I weird to think that,
0: that. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, like, it. DC has had great casting too and they've plus, been spot they have on with their casting
1: they have been plus they have a very impressive roster of superheroes that <laughs> they could tap into it's not that they right. lack the stories like you said they didn't put in the effort and that shows unfortunately uh, i don't
0: yeah and i think like i mean i know there's been this debate about like can you have multiple directors working on this body of work and then still have it come together in a way that feels cohesive and i think you can marvel. but conversely yeah marvel. like marvel is a good example but i think conversely to like dc kind of proves that you can't quite have like one director leading everything And then expect to have, like, this big, like, shared universe. Mm -hmm. Because it's not even so much, I think, that DC just tried to pick one director. It's, I think, that they didn't really stick with anything. And you have, like, Zack Snyder's films. And then you have, like, one or two films directed by other people. And none of them really connect in any way. Yeah. Uh, And and I think the big thing that we kind of see now with DC is, like... I think their lack of having a figure like Kevin Feige who's like leading everything shows because it's just they have like a bunch of different films just kind yeah. of like put out into the world with nothing really connecting them or like I mean I don't know oh I like like, uh, yeah go ahead go ahead I mean no I was just gonna say like like even stuff like Wonder Woman like they filmed that or like there's a bit in the beginning where it's Diana in the Louvre and she gets the thing from Bruce Wayne and it's it's supposed to lead up to something but like it doesn't beyond beyond that guess, one Wonder scene. Woman yeah it doesn't really go anywhere and, yeah, and it that's not really I guess anybody's fault except Warner Brothers because they didn't let I guess DC do what they needed to do and they didn't have somebody like Kevin Feige was leading this shared universe and saying, okay we put this scene in this movie we need to follow up with it and put yeah. another scene or make another movie with this character or something. And yeah. um, I was fully expecting like an announcement, like, okay, we're going to do a Batman movie. <laughs> and they announced a Batman movie, but it's a completely different Batman that's just off <laughs> in this weird pocket of like the DC universe. And so... I don't
1: even know what's going on with that, man. And I think we talked about this. I think the management is a lot to blame because I'd say because they've canceled viable projects and are still going (laughs) ahead with the one project that is actually a liability for them considering the casting
0: okay yeah so I it's mind-boggling it is mind-boggling it's It's just like I can't I don't understand how you can no disrespect to Ezra Miller I know they're working through stuff and I'll give them benefit of the doubt for now and say that maybe maybe they are really committed to getting help and if they are good for them that's all i want for them
1: yeah exactly yeah
0: but it's so weird to me that they would cancel something that was a genuinely interesting project and i think there was a lot of people were interested in it but even if there was very little interest it's weird to me that warner brothers sunk in millions into this project and then said you know what that's right, like yeah. we're not gonna do it. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that it didn't even come to HBO Max. And it's I could understand maybe if this was at a different stage in oh, you know yeah, production and if it was like mid filming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like that's what I honestly thought they would do with any movie if they were trying to, you know, cut corners or maybe cut costs or whatever, and you know, theatrical releases. I, I've heard, I don't know if this is true because I'm not in the theater industry, but I've heard money, up to 50% or more Uh, yeah Yeah. so you know most films end up you know they have to earn a lot to to make a profit but it's weird to me that they wouldn't even put this on HBO Max to get any money that they could from that and so yeah I just find it again really weird and like i said i think it it would have been one thing if they had cut it like mid filming or something Mm -hmm. but this movie like Batgirl, girl was in post-production and it's so weird to me that they've cut a movie like they'd sunk in almost a hundred million that's not pocket change and maybe for them it is and that'd be
1: like (laughs) what kind of world do you live in bro but okay. I well,
0: know. in, I know in an means. ideal situation, yeah. But I think if if the Black Adam discourse has taught us anything, it's that Warner Brothers has probably lost more by putting out movies like Black Adam and then shelving yeah. things like Batgirl, uh, and and then still choosing to release the Flash even if it tested well, and also. I mean, I feel like this is probably common sense, but a test audience is not indicative of the wider audience. So just because the movie no. screens well with the test audience is not a guarantee it's going to do well with the general public. And I don't know. I mean, personally, I'm not, I think we talked about this before too. I think for us, like all the drama and nonsense behind The Flash has kind oh, of like soured yeah. our interest it in not, The
1: Flash movie. Yeah, I'm like and done so, with it. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I don't have any real desire to see it, and the only thing that might have persuaded me to see it is if DC had started to try and kind of build a shared universe and yeah. work towards something like the Justice League or whatever. I might have been persuaded to watch it eventually, but with everything going on, with all the reboots too, with like the characters and all of that, I just I don't know if watching the Flash is worth it, especially if DC is starting from scratch again and if they're planning to recast all these characters and tell new stories or new versions mm-hmm. um of like their origins or whatever exactly so yeah i just i don't care enough about the watch to no, really watch no, it. I, but i
1: completely agree with you that you are absolutely right because it's it's just like you said it's very mind-boggling that they are going ahead with a project that has so much controversy behind it. I will never understand that. But let's go away from this uh meanness for a while because we 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 have a lot to say about it and if we continue to do so it'll be the entire podcast. But what was your favorite TV show to do this year? Favorite
0: oh i mean there were so many good ones that we watched yeah. but probably miss marvel right miss marvel so was cool. just it was so much fun it was such a pleasure to watch uh, and I'd, like, I like yeah and work. also i think yeah. it was nice because it was just nice to see like like that sort of representation on yeah. screen it was mm-hmm. just like in a superhero capacity i don't really think you see a ton of brown girls so it's no. nice to see that and it was just a fun fun show. It was funny. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. And I'm looking forward to seeing more in the Marvels. So
1: Oh my god, the Marvels. We're so I'm so looking forward to that movie. It's crazy. <laughs> Literally. Um worst TV show that we did.
0: Oh gosh. Um I don't know if there were worst ones. I have one. Which one? Masters of the Universe. The oh yeah worst. no that's right I'm sorry I completely forgot the all about worst. that yeah no that one was bad I, I mean that as in we didn't like it but yeah, I, I mean it was, forgotten that done I hated that. It.
1: it was like dude what were you thinking kind of bad it was like I I will never understand it some scene choices were like I think we talked about this in the podcast for that in that episode <laughs> but holy shit that was like why why are you even yeah. doing this? I don't, I will never understand it.
0: It was, I don't know. Let's yeah, just Yeah, no, that um, one was yeah. a, like a weird one, just in that, like, they split the season, but then, like, the seasons didn't really seem to have any sort of like continuity exactly. And then I think we mentioned it too, then when we did those episodes, but yeah. it really felt a lot like they were rehashing some things that this year had already done and
1: we talked about it then too uh, and I don't know if we'll ever do I, will we ever talk about Shira I don't know because the, the problem I with that we, guys is that if we do we we'll never so stop much. talking
0: yeah we love it so much that we just wouldn't shut up about it and yeah. we would be more obnoxious than we Already might be <laughs> exactly
1: so. So it
0: it would be once we started talking, it would just be like a million hours of us just screaming at the top of our lungs how much we loved that show and how much we still love it and absolutely. how amazing it was. But, <laughs> but guys, yeah, that's no, no thing. disrespect to like yeah, the Masters they're... of the Universe crew or whatever and like the cast. It just there were some things in there. It's like, all right, well, Shira just did this, and they did it so much better and mm-hmm. it it just it was weird <laughs> and then also i just i mean they were playing certain things that like i was like when i started i was interested in and then after it was just like like the whole thing with evil lane and her relationship with skeletor that oh, was kind God. of was interesting so and weird. they kept building it up but it started interesting and then it got into like this weird thing where she like attempted to seduce him and then kind oh, <laughs> to get the sword of power and it's it was very weird And it just, it it just, like, it would have been more interesting if they had, I think, focused on maybe stuff from her past. Because I think, if I remember correctly, wasn't there something about how Skeletor took her in and taught her everything she knows or something like that? And then she became super powerful. And then, I don't know, I I feel like if they had avoided doing some weird, like, (laughs) relationship thing with Eveline and Skeletor it would have been a lot more interesting but they went with the relationship thing so
1: oh yeah dude I will never understand it because it's like I I just I don't know dude it was like so weird and so terribly done that I would never I will never understand it um honorable mentions for best tv show that we covered this year
0: I think WandaVision or Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, those were, were pretty moving ones. And again, Marvel's, you know, I'm biased. So um, Moon I'm trying to think what else. Moon Knight was also really I love interesting. Moon Hawkeye. Um, they had Hawkeye. So. Yeah, oh my God. I mean, we're,
1: we're, come on. All the Marvel TV shows, they were super great. I had so much fun with them. Um, yeah.
0: I mean I think Marvel put out a lot too so like we were actively or I was actively watching a lot of them because Mm -hmm. I wanted to keep up with the MCU and it was also I think early starting with WandaVision, that was the first time that they were branching out into TV like you said so I was curious to see what the TV shows Mm -hmm. would bring and I was pleasantly surprised by them because I was not expecting that. Absolutely
1: um Honor- I don't know if there are honorable mentions for the worst TV shows. To be honest, I'm like, ooh, eh, I don't know. Yeah,
0: I don't. I don't really know. I mean, I'm if if I had to pick one, mm-hmm. and I would say this maybe not because I feel this way, but just based off of like the impression that I got from social media, I think She Hulk for some reason is very uh, hated, and I don't. Quite I, don't I will why. never
1: understand why. But okay.
0: Yeah, it it was different and it it was I think something that maybe I actually don't even know if maybe they like Disney or Marvel had pitched it to the public in one way and then given something else. But I I actually doubt it. It It was I thought it was like light, it was funny, it was not at all what I was expecting, but Mm -hmm. um There was definitely some stuff in there that I was like, oh, this is very relatable, even though obviously we don't live in a universe with superheroes or, you know, superpowered beings or all of that. Mm -hmm. And uh, it had Matt Murdock in it. Hello. Yeah, Matt Murdock. (laughs) Um, yeah. I'm looking
1: forward and, to Daredevil: Born Again. That's gonna be uh, fun. I gotta look. at yeah.
0: it. it'll be fun. And like we got some cool stuff, like the reveal at the end that yes. Bruce has a son. Yeah, I have so many questions. Yeah, I, have so many uh, questions and too. I also like that gag in the first episode at the end where Janet's it's like let Captain America, and then she starts saying that word, and like the episode ends. It was. I fun. thought that was really funny. It was. Yeah. But also, I mean, I think and I think we mentioned this before, too. I think phase four is essentially the new phase one. So yeah. there is a lot of setup and there's a lot, a lot of, of establishing think, new characters. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't watch phase one when it happened. So I'm sure, I, I mean, actually, I, I don't know, but I feel like I might have said this about phase one or might have felt that phase one was just putting out a lot of movies with no you know, just for the sake of putting it out with no real connection until maybe Avengers. But I think Phase 4 is kind of doing that too. So I think, unfortunately, it is a bit of a waiting game. And Mm -hmm. things that happened in Phase 4 or that were shown in Phase 4 might not, like, there might not be payoff until maybe late Phase 5 or even Phase 6 or beyond, who knows. Mm -hmm. So um, it'll be interesting to see where the MCU goes and what's in store. And if it's anything like the past few dates is I'm sure it'll be very exciting and like a real roller coaster.
1: <laughs> absolutely I definitely agree with you there um now let's talk about we covered we've covered a lot of stuff like uh, we've spread ourselves across a lot of media but I want to talk about what your favorite game to cover was this year
0: oh that's easy for me Horizon Forbidden West really
1: yeah. yeah i love that, that was game. just it was so much fun i love the horizon series in great general game
0: yeah. yeah no the horizon series was genuinely something that mm-hmm. i was not prepared for how much i would like it mm-hmm. which is usually me about every game because i don't i like to think i don't play a specific genre but since starting gaming i've definitely i think like i have my genre and that's the one i kind of just default to in general mm-hmm. and i try and play like a variety of games and things but it's always been stuff like i guess like the action adventure genre yeah. like tomb raider assassins Creed, horizon mm-hmm. zero dawn mm-hmm, things mm-hmm. like that but the horizon series was a lot of fun and i had heard about it i had heard that it had done well i had seen like bits and pieces of it mm-hmm. and then once it came out i played it and i was like wow it really like the stuff you hear doesn't quite do it justice no so when after finishing the first game and loving it so much it's like waiting on the edge of my seat for the second game and personally I think Forbidden West did not disappoint it was a really great open world and it was it had like that right blend of like familiarity of like the old stuff Mm -hmm. but then improving with like new things and there was a ton of new machines with cool features Mm -hmm. uh cool new gear um obviously a new map to explore which was amazing and it had a really good story too so i think yeah that was probably my favorite
1: it's a lot of different mechanics i think that they
0: <laughs> did right i really yeah yeah
1: yeah
0: there was a lot of, i mean th- i think In general, for me anyway, I felt that they improved what they could have improved from the first game because I thought the first game Mm. was, for me anyway, pretty near perfect. I didn't Mm. have any complaints. Oh, God. Other than that, maybe sometimes it was a little bit frustrating trying to kill certain machines when you were in confined spaces because the game forced you there. Yes. But that's, I think that that's just the thing of games. Like, you always find yourself in a tough situation. And so it's not really specific to, like, the Horizon series. Mm -hmm. It's just any Mm -hmm. game. Mm -hmm. There's, like, you know, boss fights and stuff where you're usually in confined spaces, and it's more challenging than if you were just... You know out and about in the game and you had your arsenal of weapons or gear with you Mm -hmm. and things like that Mm -hmm. but i think yeah the second game did improve whatever could be improved and um they made some modifications and you had some cool new enhancements and stuff and uh it just it it just was a really nice game it was fun and good
1: story too I, i i think it played off really well uh, it played really well off of the ending of the first game and how Aloy would move forward. And it's really cool to see how... The girl
0: needs help, okay? She needs help. She needs, like, a really long nap and then maybe therapy.
1: Therapy, yes, for <laughs> not sure. Not but necessarily also, in that order, but... No, but she needs help in understanding that it's okay to ask for help. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. that girl will not ask for help even if she's like an inch from death she'd be like I'm gonna get up and do this by myself if I have to because it's on me that's the kind of girl (laughs) that she is unfortunately it reminds me of a certain someone who frustrates me to no end but I also love so (laughs) that's for another time altogether but um yeah I don't think we have any worst games, but let's do honorable no. mentions for the games that we
0: did. Because I don't think so we have a one. Just... We... No, we don't have a worst one, but there is one I feel that it wasn't bad, bad. It just annoyed me. But we'll get into that in a minute. But honorable mentions, because I'm indecisive as hell, for me, has to be the first Tomb Raider reboot game and Rise oh, of the Raider. Oh, God, Denier. yes. Um, AC Black oh, Flag. Loved Black that flag. game. origins odyssey i I just i can't think i loved all of them and i love them all for yeah they were all just i think yeah i love them all for different reasons but like you said too, they were all so much fun amazing worlds to explore they were just really cool settings and yeah amazing characters and i genuinely enjoyed the story i know Mm -hmm. not everybody's a fan of them but i thought it was really cool and I loved playing, especially, like, the the more recent trio, like, AC Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla, something about the way they overhauled the games and just redid everything, but then went very far back in time, too, I just absolutely loved, and I loved, like, exploring ancient Egypt, ancient Greece, like, Vikings in England, like it was so cool. I don't
1: know which, which. Okay, uh, sparking a debate because I think you know which my which game is my favorite amongst those three. Yes. <laughs> Considering the amount of time I put into one of these games, which one is yours?
0: Of the three, oh my god, I can't. I couldn't possibly it's choose because I right? love them all for different reasons. I love them all
1: for different reasons. Yeah, I really do love them it's all like, for different reasons.
0: I hate to make this comparison, but it's really like picking your favorite child. Mm. I couldn't do it. Mm. I, I really do love them all equally. And I, I have played Origins and Odyssey more than Valhalla, but yeah. I have replayed Valhalla and it's it's so much fun. I just I really enjoy it. I think it, it did take some getting used to because they changed mm. the mechanics a little bit. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. And they changed the way like the UI worked with the game. And it did take some getting used to, but I found that once I got used to it it was very fun because I know the first time I played it and when I initially started I was like this is very weird there's no markers it doesn't tell you how yeah, far I you know. are from something like mm. as clearly and it just felt like you were dumped in this big open world and they're like go find something which was initially it felt like lo- looking for a needle in the in a haystack yeah, but I know it I played, takes I'm a like, little getting used to yeah the more I played it and the more I got used to it, it's like this is actually kind of fun because you really do get a sense of like you're exploring you know the old English countryside or whatever and you're doing these things and looking for these things and um and they they rendered that beautifully the Dover cliffs oh my god
1: I cannot say that enough damn yeah it it really felt
0: too like I I don't know, it felt very, I I feel like all of the games have done that really well, but there was just something about Valhalla where it just felt slightly more immersive, like you were actually there, and like, I think part of it is, like I said, because they changed the UI slightly, Mm -hmm. so you don't constantly see, like, I mean, like, there are markers, and like, you can tag things, and it does, I think, give you the distance, if I remember correctly. It does, sort of, yeah, 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 but. Because your screen, when you're, you know, free-roaming isn't quite as cluttered, (laughs) which uh, that is a debate for another time because like it, it took me some getting used to but I actually ended up really liking it I don't know for me I I loved the way the older games felt like Origins and and Odyssey and I love the way that they played and I still love them but there was something I think about Valhalla that once I got used to the way that that game was when you were free roaming and you were out doing things I'm like wow I really do feel like I've explored a pocket of like old England because Mm. it I don't know. I, I think cause I didn't play on, like, super hard settings. Um, oh, I think I just did, like, normal. So, you know, the game would tell you, like, okay, you're a certain number of meters or mm-hmm. whatever away from an object, mm-hmm. but there wasn't, like, a marker constantly, like, in the center yeah. of your screen guiding. You. you kind of had to, like, just, I, I don't know quite how to describe it. I know it, what you mean. It- to me, it really felt mm. like I was traveling and exploring. <laughs> Not that the other games didn't allow you to do that, but it's like it did. You know, you it, think...
1: It's a it's a different type of exploration in the previous yeah. games, to be honest. Yeah, it's yeah. slightly and different. I just
0: got used to like having markers on screen and being yeah. like, "Oh, it's ten meters away," and then you know, like there's a thing in the center of your screen constantly guiding you.
1: <laughs> My favorite game is Odyssey, man. Of the three, I cannot. I like <laughs> them all for different reasons, but damn, I. I I fell in love with Cassandra so much that I keep going back to that game. She's awesome. I love her so much. I can't I keep going back to that game to listen to her voice and listen to her sass and be her and I just I just I I, there's something about her being stupid and sassy that I just can't get enough of. I give it to me any day, please. I would love I I I just I, I would go back to that game any day at some point.
0: Speaking of games, I know this year we covered one of our other favorite franchises, Tomb yes. Raider, and oh since covering it, it's been super exciting to hear that I think Crystal Dynamics is partnering with Amazon, I want to say. Amazon Games, yeah, Luna, I think. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're developing a fourth Tomb Raider game, so I'm very excited for that. No matter I hope... Get her, get yes. her. <laughs> I hope it's with her, because yeah. I feel like
1: She's I don't know,
0: perfected I think Lara's character, man. Like I cannot imagine anyone else playing Lara now. Like just I know, and I think we just got so used to her that it would feel weird. Yeah. to have somebody else take over the role. Oh yeah, dude. But I know Camilla Luddington has not been the first and she won't she be. Hasn't, the been, but,
1: but from what I've seen in the games because okay, I think we bo- both of us are a little bit biased considering the fact that the Tomb Raider games that we played were this most recent reboot, I think, right? (laughs) Uh, The 2013 reboot was the one that we played. I don't remember playing the earlier games. Uh, I haven't played the earlier games because this was my introduction into the Tomb Raider series, the 2013 reboot. And Camilla (laughs) Luddington did such a good job of voicing Lara Croft that right now, for me, that's her. That's just her. I cannot.
0: Uh, yeah, it's really hard it. to imagine somebody else taking over the role, at least for like this iteration of Lara. Yeah. Um. But also, yeah, I think, I, I'm, I'm in the same boat too. I mean, I've played, I think like one of the older Tomb Raider games, um, mm-hmm. uh, but not in its entirety, and I think for like a very brief period of time, it was probably at like a relative's house or something, and it was just, um, like I don't remember much of it. I was all pixelated and Lara looked very different and the stories were very different and all of that so I'm looking forward to what they have in store for the fourth game but yeah like you said I really hope that they get Camilla Luddington back and yeah. we get to see more familiar faces and I'm sure I'll enjoy Donna! it even if it's a different game mm-hmm. but yeah I just really loved like the story arc for the first three games and like the reboot yeah. trilogy i guess so i'm hoping that they kind of continue that story because i think it's really like i feel like the, the three games left enough or like they did enough to kind of set lara up to have more adventures and there's yes. enough places yes. that the new story could go if they choose mm-hmm. to make it absolutely that version of lara but yeah i mean the game is so early in development i guess we'll wait to fingers see what cross. fingers <laughs> crossed yeah <laughs> hopefully we get more of the Lara that we know and love. <laughs> Absolutely. And, um, I don't know. I am curious, though, because I know some people, I, I think the way they describe like, the reboot trilogy is that it's supposed to be almost like her origin story, in a, a sense. A little bit. I can and understand it, it's why to that be, is. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I haven't played the older games, so I don't really no. know a lot about them, and I don't know if it's easy to see how the Lara in the reboot trilogy becomes a Lara from the other games. I think people who played those games could probably speak to that. Maybe I'm curious
1: because all the movies that we watched, basically, even the movies I haven't. I I think the one with Angelina Jolie and Alicia Vikander uh, that we have, um, I haven't watched them. But from what I've heard about them, she's already an established archaeologist in those. in those movies.
0: That she's been doing for yeah, so a while. So, I've seen the Angelina Jolie ones. Mm-hmm, I haven't seen the the most recent mm-hmm, one. With Alicia Vikander. Mm-hmm, um, I know like you said. In the Angelina Jolie one, She is like an established archaeologist. And all mm-hmm, of that. Mm-hmm. The Alicia Vikander one. Like I said I haven't seen. But my I understanding is that. It's like a, a, like a mash kind of. Of the first reboot Tomb Raider. Oh. And then Rise. Mm-hmm. So like there's elements of I think. Both in the movie. And I think from what I can gather. It seems more like it's Lara's starting off as like a reluctant sort of archaeologist in the sense that she's kind of forced into into that situation yeah, the same yeah. way she's in the first reboot game where mm-hmm. she's stranded on this crazy island with no escape yeah yeah I don't even know if, if it's Yamatai in the movie actually I'm oh, very really? curious I've been I've been wanting to watch it just out of curiosity but video game movies have not been great they haven't like, had in the general.
1: best track record dude no. I completely agree with so you there. they haven't
0: I, had the best I'm track I'm not record. I'm not like waiting with bated breath to see it but eventually I'm sure I'll get around to it just to see what it's like but also like we've been saying for the last I don't know how many minutes I love the games and I feel oh like oh my god yes
1: I love the celebration of Lara
0: so much me too, me too. Like, and I don't know I if think the movie captures that
1: I don't know but I think we've talked about the moments specifically in these games that we love so much especially mm-hmm. there's one in Rise that completely stands out I think I know I think you know which one I'm talking about yes
0: <laughs> it is one of my most favorite game moments in right? the Australian game moments just because it is, it's not, I think, what it, what you would expect no. a person to say no. when they're being held hostage. <laughs> but, but, but also that revelation, Lara. like, in context, yeah, it works. And yeah, it I feel works. so much more in love with her in oh that moment. God. I was like, this yes. is the greatest. This I wish is I had awesome. a level of Yeah, like... <laughs>
1: Well, I think we have a type, right? Because if we look at Aloy, if we look at Cassandra, Avor, Lara, all these mm-hmm. all these ladies are sassy little idiots and sassy little shits when it comes to the when it comes down to it. And I love that for them.
0: <laughs> I I absolutely love that for them, honestly. <laughs> I know. It's it's amazing. I mean, I think yes, we do have a type mm-hmm. because I think we go after in, in games, we tend to pick up games where the leads are these like, like you said, sassy, amazing, confident, badass women, and they're so much fun to play as. Oh too. god, so yeah! Getting to play as Lara has been so much it's been fun, a gift. and it's been it a really gift. has. And so, like, I mean, I know that not everybody wants the same. I'm personally I feel like I'm, just I'm biased change, so I'm biased too, I'm, I'm biased so I'm like mm. no I want more of this Lara because this mm. is the Lara that like that, that's my version that made of Lara, me fall in, first...
1: in love with her so yeah Yeah, yeah and
0: it's cool. like the first version that I played and like the first set yeah. of games Tomb Raider games anyway, that I completed yes. and uh yeah I mean it'll be really interesting to see where the fourth one goes if and when we get it because i think it's still so early in development i don't know what's gonna happen we don't know
1: where that is yet yeah absolutely speaking of stuff that we're looking forward to (laughs) we got the best best present ever rick reardon thank you so much for doing this we are actually getting a percy jackson and the olympians tv show
0: can you believe that that is awesome. i'm so excited oh, God, i know yes. like the, the movies exist they weren't great but i feel like movie adaptations based off of books are generally it's harder because you you have so much ground to cover and movies even tv shows but movies especially are limited by their runtime so you can only work with whatever runtime you have and unfortunately as nice as it would be Mm -hmm. we can't sit in the theater for 20 hours to watch like a big epic absolutely in front of us so i think the tv series actually probably works better Better. for the percy jackson series and it'll be very interesting to see where it goes because like you said rick is involved and as the author of the series and i think he's an ep on the tv series he is he is um i'm hoping that he'll have more input than he did with the movies and
1: it looks uh, like he is so far like he's been involved in a lot of the casting and a lot of the production Mm. which is awesome and speaking of the casting it looks perfect can you oh my god i am so excited with 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 the trio like holy shit we got so lucky with them awesome stuff and the teaser that they gave us so awesome because the minute you hear percy say those words look i didn't want to be a
0: half-blood you're like ah! you're know, dying it, it's, because it's, it's like the rereading book. the books again yeah, and it, it's awesome i don't know quite how to describe it because i watched the movies mm-hmm. and i will yeah, say you and i watched the movie they gave me so much stress oh my god they did but you know what's kind of sad and i when when the second movie came out, mm-hmm. um, I went to theaters to see it. And I knew oh, really? it was going to be bad. But, yeah, part of me just wanted to like it so much because mm. the first movie set the bar so low. I was like, the second yeah. one has to be better. Mm. The second one is better than the first, but that's not saying
1: like much me. because the but, first one yeah. set the
0: bar so low. No, I agree But yeah. um, I always just felt really bad for, like, the cast and crew for the yes. movies because yeah. it's – it, it's not like a movie that it seemed like they hated making but it was definitely like the type of thing that seemed more like a studio cash grab and the actors were too old and they just kind of it seemed like they just got forced yeah. to do this And it like didn't be, work yeah it, it just didn't work, it but, just didn't work. This, but the tv yeah. series the casting is perfect all the like actors are age appropriate yeah dude. which you know i'm no so excited.
1: <laughs> no again it's not their fault the problem it isn't but the problem is that the story is based off of something that is very age dependent right it's it's unfortunate like if you guys haven't listened to any of our podcasts on this series or read the books turn away now because we're gonna be (laughs) discussing spoilers but we've talked about this so many times right because it very this whole this five book series hinges upon a child of the oldest gods reaching the age of 16 against all odds right that's the (laughs) thing but they were already that age in the movie so it doesn't it takes away from a lot of that build up you know what i'm saying yeah
0: the movie i think because the actors were older the movie yeah. changed it so that i think the prophecy went or yeah. read like a child has to reach 20 or whatever so it definitely is not the same as the book but i mean honestly if the no, movie it had to been exactly better, the same I could as have, the book. but yeah, yeah i think know. that in the movies would have been a minor thing if the plot had been Presented better, yeah, but again, I just think there's too much going on in these books to put them in a movie, especially a movie Agreed. that has like a one out, one and a half hour to two hour runtime. Yeah, it's That's not, not enough that time simple. to cover everything. No, 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 um, like, you're
1: absolutely right.
0: Yeah, I feel so like if they were gonna do that, yeah, they would have had to do two-parters, um, maybe, yeah, like just a lot of 2 partners Like, it would have had to have been like at minimum <laughs> a 10-movie series because mm-hmm. each book could easily be five movies on its own well, yeah uh, and so as the books it,
1: progress there's more and more going on right because i mm-hmm. think even when we were discussing the series for this podcast you because uh we had to you know pace those uh, discussions based on how much we could cover in one episode or if you
0: remember oh yeah i because, mean like, there's the, so the much book series gone. Like, yeah, like you said, there's a ton going on, but they're so rich in material, too, that, you know, yeah. honestly, we could have done our own podcast on just the Percy Jackson yeah. series, and oh, The God. Temptation is still there, <laughs> so <laughs> um True. I'm... I'm it, it, there's just so many things you could talk about with this mm-hmm. series and mm-hmm. trying to condense it all into like a, short a two-hour movie, movie? No. is very happen. very difficult it and is. I hate to make this comparison but if we're nothing if not biased um, but I feel like they probably would have had to do what Marvel did and just spit out like 30 movies mm-hmm. to achieve what the, the last uh, one kind of yeah. ended up mm-hmm. being Yeah. yeah. so it's like you would have had to have made just a crazy amount of movies in order for it to feel right in a movie format but with the tv series hopefully we'll get more episodes more seasons and hopefully won't feel quite as rushed because i know i mean the tv series i think it's a better format but also with the tv series you know that we've run into issues like studios cutting things and canceling things and i'm hoping that this is too big of a thing to cancel. And that this, Dude, it could be sees. such a big
1: franchise. Like, if they mm. let it... Yeah. If they let it happen, this could be huge.
0: Exactly. And, like, Rick Riordan has written so much, like, beyond just the Percy Jackson series, yes. the Heroes of Olympus, the Kane Chronicles, the Magnus Chase series, the Trials of Apollo. Charles of Apollo. There's just endless amount of things they could do, and it could really be like a cash cow, unfortunately, for them. Uh, yeah, I don't want to reduce
1: like, it to that, but I know exactly what you mean.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm just hoping that, like, I mean, there's multiple reasons why it shouldn't be canceled. Mm-hmm. But we know that corporations are nothing if not greedy. Yeah. So for no other reason, I feel like the series being a cash cow should be one reason why they shouldn't cancel it <laughs> absolutely and another thing we are so looking forward to in 2023
1: across the spider-verse come on like into the spider-verse was such a cool movie and you can expect <laughs> us to do a podcast on that movie close to the time of uh release for across the spider-verse because we're very much looking forward to doing that because yes. I loved that movie so much it was I, I I in my opinion what it is the best Spider-Man movie in animated form it just is mm-hmm. so I cannot stress this enough it was so good I I really want to see more of miles more of all versions of Peter Parker and uh, and Gwen as well i'm looking forward to it what do you think because i think it's good we just got the trailer for this recently and i'm super excited let's talk about yeah that. it's
0: gonna be it looks like it's gonna be so good and yeah. i'm so so excited for it because yeah i mean i, I think the live actions have now started kind of exploring the multiverse mm-hmm. which into the spider-verse already started doing oh, when it God, came yeah. out and yeah. to see more versions of spider-man as a character in across the spider-verse is going to be so exciting there's also rumors i don't know how true this is but there's rumors or gossip that toby Maguire, andrew garfield and yeah. tom holland will be voicing characters and i think yeah. that would be really really cool it would be cool and i would love to see that but I'm also not holding my breath. But no. then again, you know, they did—they did live for no way home. Who knows how long about mm-hmm. no way home. So, <laughs> um, so, so yeah, we'll, we'll see whether or not they pop up in across the Spider Verse. But I think that'd be a really cool way to kind of bridge the animated version with the live action version, and like that. I like I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. across the Spider Verse. But having said that, and I think that, I mean maybe um i have i don't know if i've actually mentioned have we mentioned this on the podcast i don't know but uh, i know we've talked off recording a bit about the weird sony spider-man universe that's you've never talked about it but no i don't think maybe not on here no (laughs) but off recording we've talked about it and i've always said like whatever they can sony can do whatever they want but Mm -hmm. i'm Personally, I'm not super interested in any of those movies just yet. And I'm just like, just keep the live action Spider Man stuff in the MCU. Because yeah. <laughs> those have done well. They've been fun stories. And keep the Into the Spider Verse series. Everything else is just like, whatever. I'll watch it maybe at some point, but like, I'm not waiting for it to come out. But like, oh, I'm on I the edge see. of my seat for Across the Spider Verse.
1: No, well, I think that's the thing because Into the Spider Verse did something so cool that it's a spectacle. You have to watch it to understand it because it was such a good multiverse Spider Man movie. Again, I really think that it's one of the if not if it is the best uh, adaptation of a Spider Man movie in animated form. If I mean, it, honestly, it's so good. That um, I just yeah just I mean so it's just, to it.
0: yeah the animation was very different I think than anything I had seen before and it was also mm-hmm. just so beautifully done the plot was just really interesting um, yeah I mean there were there were so many things about it that I mean we could just go on and on and on but yeah. like you said for another time that
1: is for another time we could I, we're we're going to be doing a podcast on this movie uh, as we get closer to the release date for Into the Sp- uh, Across the Spider-Verse which I think is in June sometime so, so that's something that we're going to be definitely looking forward to. Let's talk about some of the Marvel stuff that we're looking forward to because there is because Mania is coming in in February and that is scaring the crap out of me. I think we talked about it earlier. Uh, as well mm-hmm. but I'm scared uh, as as as, um, as good as um, quantum as, as 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 exciting as the trailer is I'm scared what do you think
0: yeah I mean the trailer looks really cool I am very excited for that movie but like you said I'm also a little scared because we don't know what's going to happen um, I'm, I think we mentioned this a little bit earlier, but there was, I think, a headline or a comment from the director saying that he didn't want this movie to be considered a, a lighter cleanser. movie or yeah, yeah like a palate cleanser. So it's going to be very interesting to see what this movie is like. Yeah. Also, this is going to be the first time we see King on the big screen. Oh God, since yes, Loki. So it's going to be very interesting to yep. see what he's up to, what he's doing, what he's planning. Um. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm looking forward to it, but like you said, I'm very nervous because I have a feeling somebody's gonna die or there's going to be huge consequences, no way home style that's gonna kind of shake up the MCU. Oh
1: god, yes. I'm pretty sure or, that that's the
0: case. Yeah. <laughs> like have some co- like effect on the multiverse. I don't know, we'll see. Mm-hmm. But it's it's shaping up to be really interesting. And we get to see Cassie, who we haven't seen in a minute. So yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to I'm
1: that. I'm happy about that, definitely. Um and I'm also looking forward to other MCU projects for sure like Secret Invasion Ironheart
0: mm-hmm. The Marvels oh my, oh my god, god. so many things like, I mean, I Secret Invasion it. has been Teased for so long now that yeah. it's like i needed it yesterday yeah i mean i needed it after far from home because i had so many questions after that mid-credits right exactly. i was like i need answers marvel you can't just yeah. leave it there and then even like going into no way home how do people know that nick fury has been off planet exactly. and if he's been off planet who the hell has been masquerading like how do they not know that somebody's been masquerading as nick fury and like where is tell us now and why isn't he like able to step in and do his thing as nick fury again i just had so many questions yeah so secret invasion will be very interesting the trailer mm. looks or the teaser it looks very cool and i'm excited to see what it's gonna be like um mm-hmm. the marvels i know we were like screaming about this oh god yes. after miss marvel came out yeah i cannot wait for that team up because mm-hmm. Carolyn, it's gonna be, are gonna be So much fun together. I love it. Yeah. Chaotic, yes, but they're gonna be. It's gonna be a riot, I'm sure, in the best yep. way possible.
1: It is going to be the roast of Nick Fury, and I'm here for it. <laughs> really, I'm here. Yeah. For it.
0: Yeah, I mean, like that's the thing. We haven't really seen Carol interact with Nick Fury post Captain Marvel. Yeah. Properly, so it'll be mm-hmm. interesting to kind of see their dynamic because. Nick Fury comes across as very stoic and there are others um, but Carol is the others, only one yeah. who can actually roast him and she <laughs> well because she had seen a different side of him that was yeah. maybe a little bit less, less jaded, jaded. And, yes, exactly. uh, and, and since then yeah obviously you know he's been through a couple of things <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Just a few things, just not too many. Things, just a few things. Like Yeah, of course. Things it, anybody like... could handle.
1: Yes, anybody. Like talk about I... and the entirety of the 30 movie catalogue of the MC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: but no. Like, but I know really what you mean.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Sure. Yeah,
0: and then Ironheart, I oh mean, I you. literally yeah. fell in love with her from the minute I saw her, yeah. and I I just need more. I can't I, wait to see, I think, have they confirmed that Shuri is in Yes! Okay, so then we're getting more of that dynamic, too, which, which is, is awesome. amazing. It's like, I don't know, there's something about it, like, they just, they, they work just split, so well together. And I love it. Yeah, yeah, and, like, the banter, oh my god, I love it. And <laughs> I know we talked about this before, I just, I want um the this is probably like a pipe dream but i would love it if freary and mj somehow interacted because they're all at mit together Yep. Mm -hmm. and i just i feel like that would be a really fun dynamic too it would be so it would be really exciting to see that but yeah i mean marvel is putting out a lot of stuff in 2023 so i think it's just a matter of being patient Mm -hmm. (laughs) and hoping that they come soon
1: <laughs> i mean dude we, we we're hooked right now so we're gonna be waiting for this <laughs> content uh, that they put out and i'm super excited to see where this takes us because quantum mania is kicking off phase five right and again i as excited as i as i am i'm also scared like i'm scared shitless for, for, because <laughs> I know when I watched that movie I it, especially after what uh, Peyton Reed the director has said that mm-hmm. uh, it's not going to be a palate cleanser this is going to shake things up and I believe him and I'm going to be like holy shit no <laughs> I'm not ready for this but I'm going to watch it first day first show whenever it comes out and I'm going to be oh, screaming and we're going to be screaming about it for sure the same day I'm pretty sure of it I, I know I know that's going to happen, so yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, Marvel, like we said, Marvel's putting out a lot of content. A lot of it is really exciting, and there's tons to look forward to, but DC is actually putting out a lot of movies in 2023 as well. I think they have four slated. So are there any DC movies you're looking forward to? Because DC is kind of in a weird weird space it's right now
1: a, it's in a weird space right now I think the movie that they're releasing is the one movie that I'm not looking forward to because of the whole con- controversy with Esther Miller uh and I think we talked about this before uh, mm-hmm. because like of course um if they're seeking help uh, they should get all the help that they need mm-hmm. we'll never say no to that but I don't see that that's the case and the fact that DC is betting on this movie and canceling other more viable projects in spite of all this this whole controversy is what's making me stay away from this movie at this point so I don't know we'll see what they come up with and if it is again if If they want to start up a new universe, uh, like a cinematic universe with more content, good for them. I hope they get the success that they deserve. Because we've talked about this so many times. DC's casting, other than Ezra Miller, has been great. It's been fantastic. And they have a very impressive slate of uh, superheroes. And their TV shows like Supergirl and Arrow and The Flash have done so well really and (laughs) they've done crossover events so well among in within the tv show so it's like it's not that it can't be done it can they've chosen not to so far and I hope that the new management looks into it I don't know but if they do manage to bring that to the big screen instead of just sticking to tv shows to do that great good for them I'd be interested
0: in watching for sure let's see yeah I mean I think as far as I'm aware aren't Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom, and Shazam, Fury of the Gods still coming
1: out. Oh yeah, those two movies I'm definitely looking forward to. Yeah, and
0: then those two, uh, The Flash, and then I think Blue Beetle, which Blue I didn't Beetle. even know was yeah. a thing until It like, is the last um, month.
1: I think um I think he was part of the Young Justice TV show. Oh the animated show maybe i mean i
0: knew like i knew the character existed i just didn't know that there was even a movie yeah i didn't know like very recently and that's coming out next year apparently yeah yeah i didn't know so i'm like this is it's a little weird to find out about it so late but okay but i mean yeah aquaman and shazam were better entries in the dc yeah i'm looking forward to
1: those for sure
0: yeah so so those movies Mm -hmm. i'm sure will hopefully do well and be more interesting than I mean I'm assuming that they'll be more interesting than Flash just because mm-hmm. like you said with all the drama and everything I think for me personally the Flash has kind of been ruined I don't know that I necessarily want to go see the movie but um, yeah Aquaman and Shazam I, at least like those I'll go see and I'm sure there's a higher chance of us enjoying it because first two movies for both of those characters were so much fun they were, they were just entertaining watches so yeah,
1: I definitely agree yeah that's very true Definitely, those are two good entries to DC that we're both looking forward to, you're right, because The Flash is the only one that I'm not looking forward to, like I said, because of the whole controversy thing, but these two, like you said, have been good entries initially, so sequels to that, I'm hoping, will be just as entertaining, and I guess that's pretty much what we're looking forward to doing in 2023, podcast-wise, right? (laughs) Unless we,
0: I'm guessing... I, there's, I feel like there's gonna be so many other things too that come up beyond just that. maybe but yeah like in it's like a very general thing probably more marvel more dc yeah percy jackson oh my god um across the spider-verse i mean yeah th- there's always i think there's no shortage of good things to watch and read and play mm-hmm. it's just a matter of time <laughs> oh
1: speaking of i i i don't know if we should mention this but there is a new assassin's creed game coming out uh next year mirage and uh, we've had we've had words to say about that so i think we'll reserve that for the separate podcast that we might that we'll do on that game when it comes out whenever that comes out um but Yeah, there is that. Um,
0: I'm yeah, hoping that's fall 2023,
1: right? That's what I'm thinking, that's what I've heard. That is fall 2023. I love the setting Baghdad, uh, in 9th century Baghdad, which is like awesome. Okay, give that to me any day. Um, <laughs> the protagonist, eh, not so much. We'll look into <laughs> that. Um, so We'll we'll talk about that because that's gonna be a whole other podcast episode in and of itself, to be honest with you. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean one, like you said. <laughs> That it's absolutely going to be its own thing because we could go on and on and on about Assassin's yeah. Creed as a franchise and then yep. each individual game for hours. Yep. But, two, I am looking forward to it mm-hmm. quite a bit because, like you said, the setting is amazing mm-hmm. and I don't think it's ever really been done before, especially not. No. I think, I mean, I think the first game kind of did. It was a, a
1: mishmash bit. of Middle Eastern uh, cities, the first game. Yeah. So, yeah, but this game different. is the first
0: game that's set solidly like in the middle east and it's mm. a more modern game which means a bigger open world Big, and, it's slightly
1: bigger uh, open, better graphics so better visuals,
0: and probably more interesting things to do no offense to the first assassin's creed <laughs> but looking back it is a little bit limited i guess in what it, it can is. do just because like video game technology has improved so much oh yeah leaps and um, bounds yeah yeah right but i like you said i'm not super <laughs> into the protagonist because basim was was I think, was not I think that's greatest. an unpopular opinion. Let's just I know a lot of people liked him. I just maybe this I might can be connect testament with him. how well well yeah but this might be a testament to how well the character was portrayed in the game. Yeah, like I I was, agree. He's so easy Normally. to dislike. Yeah. He just he's he's like i mean he's been with you for the whole journey and then at the end he ends up betraying you and then it's like you want me to play as him for a whole game after that exactly that.
1: if it had come before then maybe you know like as a prequel to yeah. then maybe i would have been like super interested because dude eighth n- ninth century baghdad come on man that's like a brilliant setting like i mm-hmm. well well, we'll see how it turns out. Uh, and I think like our friend, uh, f- uh, our friend who introduced us to the series said, that is going to have to be one hell of a story to pull us in and make us root for Basim at yeah. this stage. I. That's all yeah, I'm gonna say really about that at I this mean, point.
0: This might be an unpopular opinion, but I also kind of felt the same way about rogue that Rogue oh, yeah. just came too late no, no, no. in the franchise for too. me to care or like no, want I to agree. play as a Templar. Yeah. I think if they'd done it maybe after the first game, or if they'd alternated like one assassin one in Templar. one game and then one yeah. Templar in one game, yeah, and yeah, if they'd yeah. kind of done like a back and forth, it would have been easier to mm-hmm. feel any amount of sympathy yeah, for Like either side. But I mean, I think like the only game that I think kind of made me even care a little bit about Templars was probably Unity. Unity. I know. And that's because Arno and Elise were literally on opposite sides, but they still cared about each other. other Yeah. Yeah, And like they had things that they wanted to do and they put aside their differences to do it. Whereas Rogue is just like and the thing that also bothered me so much about rogue, which I know we've screamed about off oh recording god. several times, yeah. but I just hated that they had Shay kill Adi. Oh my I god, not Adi! Yeah, and I feel like the only reason it was written that way in the story is just for like brownie points. It's like a thing like, oh, look at this character that you know and love from an old game. He's now in this game too, but also you're like you have to take him on and you have to fight him and kill him, and it just that just kind of annoyed me because <laughs> also I feel like at a certain point. Ade might just retire and just be like, you know what? I'm, I'm not out. worrying about He's any out of bitching. this. Yeah. i <laughs> Just like lead a nice quiet life somewhere tropical. Exactly. Free from all his, you know, <laughs> all the drama and stuff. Yeah, and like just...
1: after he served his cause with the maroons and done his time with the with the assassins. Yeah, dude, just retire. Mm-hmm. Do your thing. You don't deserve to be exactly. killed by some Irish punk. I'm sorry, <laughs> you don't. And you're yeah, better no, than I this think... Irish punk any day. That b- <laughs> words I have words for Shea Patrick Carmack. Okay, like I have words for that dude. Um, yeah, I almost said a different me. word, but let me control <laughs> myself right now.
0: Yeah, no, for me, any like this is just mean. Obviously, if people enjoyed Rogue, power to them. I just, yeah, I just I felt mean, like it came too late in the franchise, yeah. and I just couldn't Same. care because after so many games, we're kind of.
1: Playing for one this,
0: side. Yeah. Yeah, you've you've been playing for one side and you keep getting like this repeated sort of message, message that mm-hmm. the Templars are like this evil organization that are seeking to control everybody yeah. and they've attempted that. Even in Black Flag, like they literally tried that. And all of a sudden you get thrown into a game where you have to play the opposite side. It's like okay but you'd have to make it compelling enough for me to want to root for this character and I don't know right? that they did that exactly. one No. but also again I feel like I'm biased and no that's the thing though said, because like I agree
1: we are biased then why is that because we spend so many games playing one side and that's why we're mm. like looking at this other side we're like but you've done shittier things why are you doing this right now and yeah, blaming the I
0: mean, for fair, everything to be fair, I think both sides have done some pretty mean things to each no,
1: other. I haven't, and
0: then just again, that's nasty the thing, things the assassins
1: general. have too. It's not that they've, they've been this beacon or epitome of goodness. They aren't. There's some shitty people in the in the creed too. But then overall, the characters that we love are have those motivations which are good and right. And they make mistakes, sure, but they still do everything they can to make up for them and do the the right thing in the end. But that's not what you see the Templars do. They basically try to manipulate everything. Uh, So it's hard for me to side with them in any way uh, and not see (laughs) anything they say as propaganda, to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, that's totally true. But I think also maybe if they had done the reverse, if we had played as a Templar from the start for so many games maybe. and then all of a sudden they gave us an assassin to play as, oh yeah, maybe we would have said the same thing. Like, oh, it's too late to play as an assassin now because mm-hmm. we've been kind of spoon fed this one mm-hmm. narrative from the start and yeah. to kind of change it is It's tough. But yeah, I mean, I think as far as Mirage goes, like you said, we're really like our friend said it has to be one hell of a story to really get us to, root to care about the and root yeah. for him and yeah. make us want to like I don't know sympathize with him or, or anything because... not
1: make him die every five seconds because we can desynchronize <laughs> this character sorry <laughs> why, can, was, yeah. why am but I so he... mean anyway <laughs>
0: I think we just have some very strong feelings on Basim and the way his arc played out in Valhalla Mm -hmm, and then to play as him in the next game, which is a little bit disappointing. But I'm fully, like, I've already decided if I play this game, I'm playing mainly for the setting because the setting is really cool. And exploring 9th century Baghdad is going to be so much fun. Also, fun. Help me best. with Roshan, because she seems like yeah. an awesome character, so I need more and of That's her. the other thing, too. I'm like, why couldn't we place her or literally right? anybody else? Like, exactly! Anybody else. Like, I would take... I mean... I'm, I would take Haitham! Give me Haitham! Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that would be really cool, too. Like, literally anybody other than Basim. I would take, like a dog at this point <laughs> if you were just like don't insult the dog, a, no, the, not dog not the dog is more loyal than like, the scene. like like I don't know maybe the I know like, what you Brotherhood that, Bear that. had like I don't know like dogs that were patrolling the city and looking like sniffer dogs. I don't know. <laughs> That's such a rage it's a dumb thing. <laughs> but I would like I would happily play as anything no, I other than the scene. Mean. Right now, it's I'm the doing the it for game. the setting, though. Yeah, I'm doing it yeah, for the setting. If the entire already. game was just, like, synchronizing and exploring 9th century Baghdad and, like, running around and not doing any story, I would take it, too. Yeah. <laughs> I but just, but the it's setting like sounds same. really interesting. So, like... Yeah, hmm. th- that's the part that has me a little iffy. I mean, I'm gonna play it, help keep an open mind as much as I can, but I was not a huge fan of him.
1: No, Same. <laughs> and with that guys we are wrapping up our year in review for 2022 we're going to be taking a break next week uh to for the new year and start afresh with um something super exciting cast yes. take it away let's ta- let's tell them what we're coming up with uh for our next episode
0: yeah i'm super excited because this is something that came out recently that we watched Mm -hmm. recently yep and as of our posting list we haven't even really talked about it that much no it's it's it was a super fun show but yeah um if anybody's been paying attention i this is actually just a coincidence that i just realized um we put out our podcast episodes on wednesdays oh yes (laughs) and so the show that we are reviewing is also called wednesday wednesday yeah i don't know what that says about our Choice. or that particular episode yet, yeah or I, the choice. I don't know um but no i'm looking forward to that because that show has been a lot of fun and Jenna ortega killed it and so, yeah, oh my we're god we'll be covering wednesday <laughs> yes but like div said we are taking a break next week for the new year and you know to kind of unwind and all of that after the holiday season mm-hmm. so on january 4th there won't be an episode but mm-hmm. um wednesday that the show, the episode based on the show, will be up January 11th. 11. So, if you're interested in that, stick around. We'd love to have you guys uh, listen and give us your thoughts on that. And mm-hmm. um, if you haven't seen it, we highly recommend checking it out because it's a lot of fun. It's, it definitely it's such a fun is. show. And again, Jenna Ortega and the rest of the cast just did such an amazing job. um And yeah, so we're looking forward to that. Um, but in the interim, because there is still kind of half a holiday left between now and then, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even really know if New Year's is a holiday. But it's, it's more a like time, a so. weird, nimble
1: <laughs> thing. You know what I'm
0: saying? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's just a it's a it's a good time to spend with family and friends to do stuff if you celebrate anything around that time. Yep. Um. So. Kind of like we said last episode, I know there's some holidays around now. So if you celebrate any holidays, happy holidays, happy new year. Hope everybody has a lovely 2023. It's hopefully going to be better than 2022. Yep. And we'll see you guys all next year. We will see you next year. Thanks, guys. As always our lovely theme song is water lily by the 126ers the nerdy Podcasts podcast is available on anchor spotify and google podcasts and you can follow us online at nerdy-podcasts.tumblr.com or at nerdypodcasts.wordpress.com